Last time on The Whiskey Sessions. We are talking about passions, and we are joined by Vodka Ron. So, hashtag passion project. If we tripled in, I'll chug the rest of that bottle on video. My number five is Godzilla movies. It's professional wrestling. It's chocolate milk. My number four is basketball. It is comedy. It's like kind of being a movie snob. And now it's time for the top three. the basketball term traveling it's a quick way to get a good first step on somebody yeah so i mean like i've said it probably a million times on this podcast we were just traveling for like two and a half months uh in europe and asia and yeah i've realized that i just like traveling as much as possible and any place that i haven't been to i want to go to i get to go to norway next week i haven't been there before um but it looks awesome Winter is maybe not, like, the best time to go, but whatever. Uh, I'm psyched to go, so that is... I feel like traveling has definitely been instilled in me for a while, but I haven't done it on a huge level until my adulthood. And, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm really jealous that you get to go to Norway. Yeah, what uh, metal band should I try to see? Mm, A lot of the ones that come to mind right away killed each other in that big black metal scandal in the 90s so i don't know who's left Ooh, okay pimp yeah what there was this big uh the, i'm exaggerating slightly for comedic effect but there was this big um back and forth like blood feud between two huge of the the biggest black metal bands in history that are from stock or from uh, oslo norway so they like pretty intense feud where a few people got killed uh one time the guy found a guy dead took a picture of it and they used that as their next album cover whoa so there's some there's some pretty insane stuff there was like some church fire bombings that went on that was part of it there's a really good documentary about it and called until the light takes us which i highly recommend if nobody's if anybody's interested one two hasn't seen it check it out that is that's intense (laughs) So that's like that's like East Coast West Coast rap. That, that seems worse than East Coast West Coast rap. Yeah, I don't remember anybody taking a picture of somebody for their album cover. That's crazy. Yeah, there's like there's like very few copies of that that I I was reading about it once, and the, I guess one turned up on like eBay or something once, and that people were like freaking out because they only they they did like twenty five copies of it or something, wow. and it just did it go copies. crazy money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Which is which is very strange. It's a very morbid uh period of history. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh so I I don't know if I'll be looking forward to that part specifically in going to Norway, but I am looking forward to seeing the country. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Alright, B Pimp, what is your number three? My number three is kinda corny, but you know, it's true, so I had to include it, which is basically what I'm calling my loved ones, which is a large umbrella that encapsulates Lisa, of course, and my family and my friends and my dogs. 
Ah, that is sweet. Because it's just, you know, it's very important to me. Uh, and I think it's a, um, I think it's important in life to, like, it always weighs on me. Like, am I spending too much time just doing other things and kind of neglecting people or whatever? Like, that's just always kind of a, a tough balance to, to strike, I think, sometimes. And I know that there's people who get so, like, obsessed with whatever their job is that they they completely just don't have any interaction with anyone. And, like, I've always been cautious of that, you know, kind of happening. So it's important. And I love dogs, and I did not want to neglect my two little chihuahuas. So they're in, they're in, incorporated as well. No, I, I think that's a great... That's a great one to have. I personally didn't include that kind of thing in my list just because I thought it was hard to quantify in that sense. But I agree with you that number three is about right where loved ones should be. They're right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. You think about them, but not too much. No, and it'll be funny when you hear the top two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bakara, what is your number three? My number three is chili events. So yeah, like the food. I don't, I don't know how this happened. I never really liked chili until I was about twenty-eight. <laughs> so just made a pot of chili, and then kind of made a couple pots more of chili, and then I'm and then my buddies kind of started making pots of chili. And now every year in the first Saturday of November, the, the town of Wheaton has a chili cook-off. And every restaurant in downtown Wheaton pretty much competes in this chili cook-off. So basically you, you go and you pay 20 bucks, and it's awesome. You just walk around all around downtown Wheaton and you, you just pop into every restaurant and they have chili there and you go try the chili. And then at the end of the day, you you know you vote for your favorite chili, and there's like 20 different chilies. Like every every restaurant competes. So we went to this thing, and we we loved it. So then we went to it one year. The next year, I organized a 5K to go to the chili cookoff in Wheaton. So I used to live in an apartment in Carroll Stream, which is like right north of Wheaton. And we walked, we walked from like this apartment to, you know, this chili cook-off, and it was basically a 5K. So we did this 5K. So we went to the chili cook-off. In the second year, we did a 5K beforehand. The third year, I had, you know, we had bought a house in Wheaton, but we're still within 5K range. So we, you know, I we organized this big thing with all of our friends, and you know, 25 people must have come out, and everybody came and like pre-gamed at our house and then we 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 got shirts made for it and so like 25 of us went over to this chili cook-off and we did a 5k beforehand and the 5k always ends at like the ticket booth to buy for your like five chili so then we've been you know i think this past november was like our third year in a row third year in a row doing the 5k and second year was shirts so i'm i think that's probably a tradition at this point nice I like the 5K yeah. before the chili cook-off. Probably better than the 5K after the chili cook-off. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the best part, obviously, we're just, like, just wasted for this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Just violated. They, they can, you know, everybody comes over to my house, like, 
hour or two before, and we just get annihilated and go over there and do a five k. So I don't think I don't think anybody has run the five k yet. I think it's always just been like more of a walk thing. But um, so that's one. And then two, we we just do a uh, my 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 close close buddies and I do a, a thing called the chili cook try, and we've been doing that now for four years. Um, and basically, we just get together one night a year, and it's usually in November again. Uh, maybe like a couple weeks after, and uh, we all just, you know, make our own chilies, and we all try each other's chilies, and we don't call it a cook-off because, uh, uh, you know, we refuse to, like, judge it. We just basically sit there and eat each other's chili and, like, compliment each other on each other's chili and what we like about it. Nice. That's, I love That's cooking. That's a friendly a Midwestern thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it really is. No, I love cooking a big pot of chili. Uh, especially on just a, a brisk, cold day, there is nothing better. Oh, can't agree, couldn't agree more with you, Amen. Yeah, I, uh, no, I like that as, that is a, a very good passion. I'm sorry, mine are not, like, that specific, but, uh, they're, like, a good chili is just amazing. There are a few better foods. Alright, my number two is pretty much my job it's transit and transit planning so we're talking public transportation i have long been a fan of sim city and ever since i built my first cities in sim city uh one of the very first things i would do is demolish all roads or never build roads in the first place Yes. And replace them all with train tracks. My city would be train track only cities. And though I don't know for sure how they would run, um, they ran pretty well in the game. So I, I've taken that to uh, my current, basically my entire career really has been transit oriented. I worked for the Chicago Transit Authority. I was a bus scheduler there uh, for a little over five years. Then I was with my consultancy, Parsons, where I was a senior transit planner there. Uh, and now I've worked for two startups um, that are both transit-focused. So, yeah, it's um, I love transit. I love scheduling transit. I love being able to like design something that is actually going to get people around because I think it's so important, especially in a city for people to be able to get to where they need to go, whether it's their jobs, their homes between the two. Um, and I think it's, it's so critical for the health of a city. And that's why I really like uh, when cities invest in their own transit as well. And any ballot measure ever that requires some sort of tax to better fund transit, I will always vote yes on. There's not enough tax in the world that would stop me from doing that. Do you know about Atlanta's public transportation situation? I don't. I don't know if something came up recently. I kind of know their system, Marta. Yeah, because when I was there for work, they were the, my coworkers that are in Atlanta were telling me how 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 much of a struggle it is there. Because I guess it's like set up to serve some portion of the city really well and then other portions of the city not so much like you can't really get across atlanta i think that's what they were saying yeah but it reminded me a little bit of like 
not as extreme in Chicago, like the south side of the city is more sparse as far as like how many, how many, how much train lines or train stops there are and all that stuff. So, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like it's that's kind of the vibe I got. So I was wondering if you knew about that. Yeah, I know. I've seen like a a map of the Mard train lines, and I think those have only. Well, I forget. I forget if Marta opened in the 90s or the 70s. So don't quote me on that. But um, I think 90s. But I think it's shaped like a five-point star. Yeah, no, I can see that because Atlanta's huge and they really only have so much coverage. Uh, and pretty much all southern cities struggle in some capacity with their transit. They're still too car-focused. But... You know, hopefully they get there. I mean, some cities are really caring. Like, L.A. is, like, a good example of a very car-centric city, and it has been forever, and it's had the worst traffic in the world forever. Um, but they are actually doing, like, a lot of investment in new train lines, which it, I think is pretty cool. Um, so I'm glad to L.A. for that. And some cities in Texas are starting to care a little bit more, too. So that's nice to see. I think uh, we'll get there. Isn't isn't there a coalition of people in California that are very anti like anything that would hinder a person's ability to drive sixty down any street? <laughs> Probably, because <laughs> I listened to some podcasts where they were talking about this, and they were saying that there's these people that are always like, uh, they're always like, if there's any law that would come up that would improve like either bicyclist situation or pedestrians or anything, like they'll go and just protest and be like like we should be able to drive as fast as we want anywhere i will say the amount then this is getting off transit a little bit but the amount of people who will come out opposed to bike lanes is startling it's like i do not understand people who are like how they first of all they're under the impression that bike lanes are somehow expensive to install which they're not (laughs) um but you'll see you'll see some people who are like anti bike lanes will actually quote these like false statistics saying that it is super expensive because they are including the cost of redoing an entire road, which is not something you would have to do to just paint a bike lane. So the, the cost ended up being like super duper inflated, but we've seen that like in Seattle, I had a friend that worked for the mayor at the time and his name was Mike McGinn. And because Seattle was putting in some new bike lanes here and there, nothing like crazy, um, he actually got the nickname uh, Mayor McSchwinn. Nice. Yeah, which, but they meant it in a negative light, which is like, I don't know. I don't know who would be against people biking. I just... I, I will say it, I do get a little nervous every time I pass a biker. Oh, it's true. You don't want to hit them. But that's about the only feeling that I have toward that. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want a bike lane. Bike lanes are usually pretty sweet. Yeah. Dude, that's sweet, though. That's And that's that's obviously awesome that you could uh, have something on the hashtag project, passion project list that is your job. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I, I'm glad it's, like, been my career. Uh, if it weren't for my number one, I'd be, like, super-duper glad. But... Um, yeah, no, I've been lucky in that respect. All right, B-Pamp, what is your number two? This isn't a double dip, um, but it is a sad, um, uh, kind of a sad related 
item tiers in a different way, which is my number two is journalism, specifically Ooh. investigative journalism. Ooh. And I say it's sad because you went into a, something that you're passionate about and it's stuck and you've done well. And I did not have the same success when I attempted to go into the journalism world. But either, even with that, like, I still, I have this, at least it makes fun of me because I want to watch, like, All the President's Men or Spotlight or all these movies where they, like, glamorize the process of, like, reporters going and finding stuff out, bringing it back, putting it on, you know, the, every every one of those movies has the montage with, like, the papers being printed and everything. Yes. Um, and I'm, like, the target audience because I'm I'm there for every single movie like that. I watched that one with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep or whatever. The Post. Yeah. Any of those movies, I'm there. Uh, Zodiac, even though it's not quite the same, it's a cartoonist, but it's close enough for me. Like, it's just, I love it. It's I, not only from a fanboy perspective, but also, like, I'm one of those people who gets, like, that Washington Post commercial during the Super Bowl got me. Because I'm like, you know, it's really important. And we see what happens in countries where journalists aren't allowed to do what they do and they're ending up you know we're having american journalists end up um mostly when you know it's like the iraq war or something but they'll end up being killed in action and i think some people lose not to get preachy about it it's so easy for me to do that but it just i love it and i think sometimes they get a bad rap um because there is obviously a bunch of crap with so much stuff that gets written there's gonna be crap but the good stuff it's so good oh it is and i'll say this be pimp you should find your passion within journalism and start a blog get something going or at least to get like your writer's muscles like cooking again well i agree with you and i've tried that a little bit like i had a little foray into blogging for the white Sox um a few years back but I think what I might do is we'll have to discuss this, obviously, but I want to get a website up for for this. Yeah, where I could write some stuff that goes along with like what our topics are. We could we could probably catalog the whiskeys that we review, and I think it would just kind of it would be nice because I, I would you know I would like to have a central spot where I could post stuff. Like if we talk about something, I'm like it would be so great if you could see what I'm talking about. We could just throw stuff up there. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the planning stages of that. So I think that might be a way to get some practice. That would cool. be amazing. We should totally do that, dude. And and pimp, if 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 I could interject an idea for you here, what do you think about this, dude? I I feel the same way. I find like a good a good article on on uh, wherever I end up finding the the article. You read it and you get through with it, and you're like, "This, this was good." It's like a, it's like a good movie, right? So, like, there's the the ten Marvel movies that come out, and then you know, um, um, you know, Spotlight comes out, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is a good movie," right? And it's like almost like when you find an article like that about whatever the topic is being, you read through it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is what a good, like, journalistic piece is like." It's crazy. You find it and it like affects your whole week. No, it really does sometimes. Like I, I'll fit, it's exactly what you're saying. Like I'll I'll just think about like what went into not only gathering all of this information that they've gathered, but then you have to come up with a way to present it 
and you know just all the moving pieces that go into that it's i find it fascinating it is that's a really good number two nice all right back around what is your number two my number two is making up fake rivalries that the other party doesn't know about (laughs) i yeah i like that too so i've been doing this since i can remember but uh particular cases started in high school so um i grew up in glen ellen illinois and you know fine town suburb of chicago you know pretty fine suburb of chicago right but there's this there's almost sometimes you mention and i may be sounding crazy here but i've gotten before that i've mentioned glen ellen illinois and everyone's like automatically assumed that i was just loaded rich Oh, that's like, that's what I thought. So right, but check this out. I grew up in the south side of Glen Ellen, Illinois, and dude, we were fine, right? I mean, obviously, fine, no complaints. But we weren't multi-million-dollar mansion north side of Glen Ellen. So the north side of Glen Ellen, the high school is Glenbard West High School. I've the seen that really is, nice school. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, North Siders up there. <laughs> so the south side of Glenelg is Glenbard South, which is obviously it's still fine. But we immediately would always just refer to anybody who lived to the north of Roosevelt Road in Glenelg as North Siders. And it was great because they never knew about this. You know, the, these North Siders never knew about this. My, my, my dear dear buddy billy ended up marrying a north sider and we can't you know say north sider anymore really around her but <laughs> will she legit get offended or was that a joke well it was a joke for the so we we knew her before they got married obviously so it was always a joke with her always a joke with her until they got married <laughs> oh, oh. That's, that's interesting yeah but dude but so like we would always joke about these the North Siders, the North Siders, the North Siders in high school, and obviously they had no idea because we didn't know anybody from from Glenbard West. So it actually came to a head. We used to play dodgeball in the summers out in the parking lot, and I don't know how we like we were playing dodgeball and we went to like Wendy's and there was just like a group of North Siders hanging out in there, and I don't know how, but basically we ended up challenging them to dodgeball, and. <laughs> and dude they they came and we no joke we beat them in like 30 seconds it was in, it was insane so the whole time we boot them out of there and we're making fun of them for being north siders so we like tried to hope that that would stick but it never did you know we like we don't play them in football they're like a better thing in football right so anyways i carried this on into college and i and i went to illinois state and all throughout college, I would constantly just rag on anybody that went to U of I. And it's crazy because it's they're only like 35 miles apart. <laughs> but, like, obviously U of I is like D1, Big Ten, and basketball, football. And we're like FCS, you know, like football. And, you know, we never play each other in anything. But to, my, to anybody who asked me, U of I is just like scum of the earth, my biggest rival ever. And But nobody at U of I knows about that. So... Anyways, yeah. No, that that is good. I like. I always do. I talk up a fake rivalry between because I went to DePaul, same with B Pimp, and I talk. And my wife went to Loyola, 
So I talk oh. about this like fake Catholic school rivalry, which really I don't think either school gives a shit about. We're not in any of the same divisions and never play each other, much like the schools you've talked about. Yes. But I, I keep it going on anyway. I'm like not even Catholic, but I'm like, you know, well, we, we, we went to the better Catholic school. Which, by the way, is like not not true. <laughs> yeah, I think most college books have Loyola ranked higher, but still, DePaul is. I mean, Loyola is barely even in Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's way up north there, eh? Yeah, it was devastating to see them in the Final Four. I was so upset. Oh, uh, tell me about. I it. can't yeah. believe that happened, dude. Illinois State played them in the conference championship. If Illinois State would have beat them. They, they wouldn't have been left out of the tournament. They would not have gotten in that large bid. Yeah, I, it it's yeah, drives me nuts. Insane. All right, great number two. We are down to our number one. Uh, my number one is making music, which I've been recording music now for more than... I think I started recording at least... I, well, I, we used to have this, like, weird suitcase that was, like, almost a... It wasn't a four-track. It was, like, a... I guess a two-track. But I had that, uh, like, as a kid. I think it was, like, my grandfather's or something. It was a ridiculous machine that I used sometime. But I, I started recording on a computer when I was about 15. So over half my life, I've been recording music now. And I still like writing it. I definitely don't write it at the same clip that I used to. Um, but... Yeah, I've loved recording. I've got a billion, jillion songs, and it is definitely my number one. I gotta say, as a person, we, we were talking earlier about basketball, because that's when, when we met and started becoming friends, we played basketball, and then I remember you told me that you recorded music, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, and I didn't know like the depth to which like you had all this back catalog already, so we get to like explore and find like these... Um, you know, like Achilles and like all these things that you had done. So it was really interesting. And, I, and so I'm, you know, I've been a fan now for quite a while going back to college and I'm a big fan of your music. So I think that's a great fitting number one for you. Plus, I mean, that's how the Whiskey Sessions s sort of started. We have an EP and it is awesome. It is. It is amazing. I do say so myself. Well, uh, we should. And, and now that I've got kind of my studio set up, like, I'm going to start working on some beats because we got to get to Whiskey Sessions too. Oh. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number one? My number one is plain old music. Yeah. That counts as a like, double dip. I'm counting it right now as a double dip. Okay. That's pretty cool. I mean, because I, I can't play an instrument. But I'm a, I'm a absolute, you know, just a fanatic about music. Like I, I love it. It's my favorite type of art form. You know, like entertainment. It's my favorite. Um, I could listen to music all day and never get tired of it. And I just love exploring and finding. You know, there's bands that were playing 40 years ago that I probably love that I haven't even heard yet and it's just so cool to me that it's like an endless search for 
more and more things that just kind of you get to like figure out hey you know i i find this new band and i find out the bass player was a fan of like these bands from the early 80s that i listened to in high school and you can just kind of like you can just see like all the all the way everything is woven together like with the lore of different bands or you know just styles of music so it's it's my passion and hobby i would say number one in both no excellent pick and you're right it's it's endless and you can follow you can follow bands down like infinite rabbit holes and find other connections and other new awesome bands that you like yeah i love it so dudes i'm i'm sitting here and b pimp what what a pick and and andy obviously what a pick I'm sitting here formulating to myself if my pick couldn't be considered a triple dip and if I gotta chug some vodka here. <laughs> I I think it probably is. But even before you say it, Vakaran, what is your number one? Dudes, so I think it's music related. So I I think we could count it. I think I really we should. should. We have, gentlemen, our very first Whiskey Sessions, <laughs> Triple Dip. Perfect. So, dude. I cannot believe that you're going to drink that. I, You know what? I'm, I, it's really not that big of a deal. There's there's not that much in there. I'll, I'll record the video. We'll put it on Twitter. Everybody can see. There's not a lot in there. But, you're but, mad, man. But either way. Crazy town. It's music related, so I think we can, we can, we can count it. Um, my number one... This is just weird, but it's Christmas music by the band The Killers. Oh, that's In a the, clear triple dip. <laughs> it's music, right? Yeah. Every, music, 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 I think it counts as a triple dip. Now, would it surprise you to hear, I didn't know The Killers had any Christmas music. Dude, so, thank you. Perfect setup. I'm, this is going to launch me into a half-hour tirade. <laughs> This is exactly why it's my number one hashtag passion project. Every every year, I I go out of my way to tell every single person I know, are you listening to Christmas songs? Are you listening to the Killers Christmas songs? So everybody goes on the radio station. Obviously, how many how many times have you heard Mariah Carey that you know all I want for Christmas is you in your lifetime? You've heard it a million times. I've even covered it. How many? Oh, nice, dude. Sweet. <laughs> it wasn't we, great. We covered. <laughs> We covered the first like intro of it, and then broke into "Zombie" by the Cranberries instead Ooh. of going for the first verse. I like that. Good mashup. Good match. But you know, you've heard that one. You've heard all the classics. You know, Sinatra singing all of them. You know, the Rat Pack singing all of them. Elvis songs. The waitresses. All, those. all the classics. Everybody's covered those. Dude, people are are sitting here listening to Christmas music every year, and they are missing out on on the best Christmas songs ever written. And it's not only that the Killers are like a band that I like that, you know, I think that other people should like. It's not that. It goes way, way, way beyond that. These Christmas songs are poppy and catchy, just just as poppy and catchy as all the other Christmas songs you ever heard. They're right there at, on terms of quality and like everything, every, every reason you listen to another Christmas song, these Killers Christmas songs have. And they're way better. They're like light years better they're actually going to sit there and relate to everybody our age and nobody our age is listening to them okay it drives me crazy it drives me nuts 
because I pull these things up every December, every year, and I'm just like in a, in a state of pure joy and bliss and delight. So and is it, nobody else is. Is it one Christmas album? So this is what they did. They made one. They came out with one Christmas song a year, and they did it for. It used to be like a compilation thing. I think they like did it with like U2 and a lot of other bands. It used to be called Red, and it was for AIDS. It was for like. I can't. I, I, I wish I knew more about the specifics of that, but I don't. I remember, I remember that. It was called Red, and it was in like parentheses. So they sold like shirts and and once, and they came out with a Christmas album every year. And the Killers would do a Christmas song every year. And Brandon Flowers is is you know the lead the lead singer and songwriter for the Killers is like he's the fucking man. He's like he comes out and and people ask him about stuff and like. I, you know, Mr. Brightside was their most popular song. It's always going to be. They haven't hit really on anything since then. And it's it's fine. But, dude, he's just so awesome. He comes out and people and, they, and people like, and he makes them, and they tour and they have a good following. But, dude, people ask him, like, dude, why are you still making music? And his answer is like, well, my dad worked his whole life. I have to work my whole life, which is super awesome. But anyways, besides the point. So these these Christmas songs are are just unfucking believable and there's like 12 of them, and they're just the, like, every single one of them is so good. They've got one, they've got one that's called Christmas in L.A., which I'm pretty sure, like, most of the population of L.A. is, is a transplant. Oh, and I sure. think that's why they they wrote, the, or not most of the population, but most of the population that I know, <laughs> which is crazy, but... So they wrote this song called Christmas in L.A., and it's just so awesome. It's just, like, harkens you. It's just one of those, like, Bring you back to your good old days song. It's just like every single one of them is just so good. And I'd like to go into, if I could, like a couple of my favorites. They've got one that's called Cowboys Christmas Ball. And like the music. Oh, and the other part of this is they, they film music videos with these things. And the music videos are just awesome. They're so good. They're so, so, so good. And um, anyways, they have one called Co- Cowboys Christmas Ball. And it's filmed in like. The, like a like an old kind of Christmas like filter and it's like this Western song about like a like a, a just like a ball in like Reno Nevada that all the cowboys went to for Christmas and it's just unreal and these songs are all originals none of them are covers and it's just so crazy to me that nobody listens to these songs and they're the they're seriously the best Christmas songs on the market right now and, and I'm not even saying that because I like the band I'm saying anybody that listens to these songs, they're poppy and catchy enough where people could listen. I don't understand how anybody could not like these songs. Period. That is as emphatic of an endorsement of Christmas music as I've ever heard. Go out and listen to the Killers' Christmas songs. And it, and if I could, one one last thing because I'm just that insane about these things. And I just and my whole thing is like nobody is listening to these songs. It's just unbelievable because they'd be having such a good time their december would be just so so good if they were listening to these songs um i just like to read a little excerpt from one of my favorite christmas songs from the killers here and it's it's just the lyrics to one of the choruses and it's just it's this the song is called boots and the lyrics to the chorus are as follows i can see my mother in the kitchen my father on the floor Watching television, it's a wonderful life. Cinnamon candles burning, snowball fights outside, 
a smile below each nose and above each chin. That's it. That is all of Christmas summed up into four lines. Yes, and it's original, and it brings everybody back to the, the good old days, and nobody's listening to these songs, and they could be getting such joy out of them. Such joy. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Thank, thank you guys for providing me an outlet for freaking out about Killer's Christmas music. No, you know what? I totally understand. Yeah, you know what? We are talking about passionate things, and that yeah. right there was a piece of passion. Worked up. This is gonna, this is gonna launch a uh, uh, social media like firestorm of people like I love him too, and everybody's gonna come together. I I think so. Oh. Oh, I need to breathe. All right, um, excellent. Number one, I really don't have any honorable mentions except for one. I just wrote writing, um, which is really vague. And it's sort of like I write music, so that's my number one. But I guess I just meant creative writing in general as being my honorable mention. Uh, but B-Pimp, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah. Um, one is a little weird. I'll start with that. It's Wikipedia. Ooh, that's uh, I read a lot of things on Wikipedia. Like, I would say almost every day when I go to bed, I read... I read Wikipedia articles just on like various topics. Like I haven't run out yet, but I, I just kind of think of something. I'll go on a kick and just, you know, read about a bunch of different wars in history or read about countries. I don't know a lot about or read about, you know, planets, all kinds of just crazy stuff. And I do it all, like all the time. And it's been, you know, since I've had a, I would say maybe the past five years or six years, it's just been like my go-to thing. So I don't read books. I just read about stuff and it's just endlessly entertaining to me. And then my other one was video games, which I read a lot about video games too, but I play video games. I don't know if I'm, it's just a hobby. I enjoy like, I felt like when I thought about the other things that I ranked, it's just, I don't know. I just ended up leaving it off, but I like, I'm a big video game fan too. Fair enough. Um, I meant to tell you, too, regarding video games, uh, I'm, as you may have heard from a previous episode, doing, uh, I'm playing as the New Orleans Pelicans in 2K19 on the Nintendo Switch. But unfortunately, the New Orleans Pelicans just got relocated to Seattle. Oh! Yeah, so now they're the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> Good work. I did it mid-season, too. I love the idea of a mid-season relocation. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. For the, <laughs> sad for the fans. Uh, yeah, really sad for the fans. They are not getting their season ticket money back, either. <laughs> did you decide that on the game? Or? Yeah, you can, it's pretty cool. They, they actually give yeah. you about like 40 or 50 cities that you could move to. And one of them is Seattle. And you can even kind of design a logo and the court and the colors yeah i will say not bad I, I didn't expect the game to have all those features but it's enough where i would put video games in my honorable mentions too now that you mention it yeah no kidding i would too i just went through uh top gear 2 on super nintendo Ooh, cool back around you got any other honorable mentions yeah just just two um uh adidas shorts 
like these shorts that the company Adidas makes, I and like then uh, making up top fives and power rankings for stuff. Oh, like, that's the best. Very meta. Oh, of course. Like uh, this McDonald's play place is probably a top five play place in between Roosevelt and North Avenue in DuPage County. <laughs> Would be uh, an example. Uh, that that's a future yeah. top five for this show. Next time you're on. <laughs> Would love it. That'd be so inside baseball. I I don't even know. I do want to do some top five, where at best like one out of every five thousand people could appreciate at all. <laughs> and I think maybe ranking the play places in the western suburbs would be up there. <laughs> Uh, folks listening at home, if you have your own top five passions you'd love to share with us, please do. You can hit us up on at Whiskey Sessions, that's our Twitter handle, or email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we can read your passion on a future episode, but we have to get to our emails now in this supersized episode, so let's go ahead and get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. Alright, B Pimp, what do we have in the old email inbox? Okay, we got somebody who's not too happy about our cocktails episode. Oh, here um, we go. <laughs> they wrote in and said, Old fashions couldn't be easier to make. You simply need to invest in the right tools. And they signed it, Concerned, Maddie the Muddler. So I think... There's a little bit of, I don't know if Maddie's intentions are pure here. I think she's trying to plug her self. I don't know if she is an actual muddling tool or if she just likes it so much that she signs everything that way. But somehow she's got an ulterior motive. I think so. And you know what? I even, I don't care what Maddie, the muddler, says. I don't think making your own old-fashioned is that easy. And even if it was, I... I wouldn't even trust myself to make a good It's something I'd it's much something rather I'd get at a nice bar. Bakaran, what... So we talked about on a, one of our last episodes that this listener uh, was referring to about our top five cocktails. What do you think about an old-fashioned? Ooh, I don't know if I have an opinion on it because I can't remember what it is. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you would That's find it maybe difficult to make. drink I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, B-Pimp, we have a follow-up email from a guy who knows what he's tacoing about, who got mad, basically, that we referred, um, we were, we uh, considered a hot dog to be a taco, which I still think we're right. I've, I've sat on that thought for two weeks, and I'm pretty sure we're still right. But he says, Absolutely. If a hot dog is a taco, is a corn dog a burrito? Be pimp, what say you? Of course it is. I agree. Vakaran, final vote, even though it's already two zip. Is a corn dog a burrito? Dude, 100% agree. And, and and even farther than that, you know they do the corn dogs now where it's not really a corn dog, but it's a sausage and a pancake around that? Mm -hmm. I think that qualifies as a breakfast burrito. Oh, that is, ooh, yeah, it's a breakfast burrito. Good call. 
Uh, all right, if you have an email you want to send to us, please go ahead and send to us. We're at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we'll read it on a future episode. But before we sign off, because we had a triple dip, our first ever, um, and Vodkaron <laughs> promised, that meant he was finishing off a, uh, a bottle of vodka that he has. We want to incorporate that to the end of the episode. So Vodkaron... Whenever you are ready, chug away. All right, guys. So I think I might have even exaggerated the number before. So this isn't going to end up being as cool as I originally thought it was. And and everybody, I hope you believe me. I really thought it was more, but I really only think this is like two or three shots. Say it's eight. This is that an actually, audio podcast. That makes me. That makes me feel a lot better, actually. <laughs> I feel better for your health. So I'm gonna. Uh, so I'm gonna get this on video, and I think we're gonna post this, right? Or if you if you guys wouldn't mind. Oh yeah, we'll post it as we post the episode. It'll be like a a teaser trailer. In case you can't see this on the video, I just want everybody to know my chaser is gonna be a Coca Cola, but it's funny because it's not a 12 ounce can; it's an eight ounce can, which is kind of weird. And then also for for chugging purposes, I removed the plastic. Uh, uh, distributor from the handle uh, top. Oh, that's just going to slow you down, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the distributor apparatus. The distributor apparatus. I removed that so we can uh, we can chug uh, a little easier here. So, and I'm going to start now. Chug it. Hold on. Didn't start because I thought it was a video, but it's not. Yeah, I'm starting. <laughs> Chug away. <sighs> How do you feel, Vakaran? <clears throat> okay, I did it. Nice. All right, that, now that you've done it, and congratulations, uh-huh. by the way, what was your sense of how many shots were in there? Yeah, I think it was like three. Three? That's yeah. a healthy amount to take at once. I... That's still, that is still a lot. All right, excellent end to an episode. Vakaran, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I have two. Well, more than two words, but just two things to say. One, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for letting me come on here and and providing me an outlet to just share some things that I care about with with the rest of the world. And uh, two, people, please... Do yourselves a favor. Next December, just type it into YouTube. Killers Christmas Songs. Well, you heard it here first, and possibly also last. Listen to Killers Christmas Music. B-Pimp, you got anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Follow your hashtag passion projects. Yes, hashtag passion projects. This is Amets. Say peace out for the whiskey session. Thanks, Dr. Thank you.